Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know who I'll show since I did post it an hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. Um, last week it was just Steve and I, so. <laughs> oh, no. It was just you guys last time? Yeah. Um, have you had practice groups where, like, people just flake all the time, and then you have to have the oh, talk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like it's such a natural part of improv. Like, Absolutely. Everyone's be- not showing up. and <laughs> Yeah. But this has no stakes. Like in real life, you yeah. have to set time, pay your coach, find a space. Yeah. It's rough out there. It is. How how did that conversation go with the with the teammates? The times you've had to have that convo? I didn't have it. Like, oh. I was not the one who had to deliver it, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't deliver the news, but I was the one one of the people that was, like, showing up. And uh, so I was like, oh, we got to call out people. They got to come or else. I've always been pretty, serious, pretty good about showing up to rehearsals for anything, so. Yeah. I can't say I've erred in that way. I do always show up to stuff late. That's just like an event, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really no, I... do think it's important to show up a little bit late. Like, you shouldn't show up right on time for... You know, <laughs> like, parties, not like a graduation. I mean, like, you shouldn't show up to, like, a party on time, clearly. Well, what was your team's, uh, if you performed regularly at a theater... Did you guys all show up, like, just as the show was starting, or did you show up early? Um, I've been in both. I've been in both situations. I prefer <laughs> early, though. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was on the stage managing end of things, and people would show up like two minutes till, and I was like, "Is anyone even going to be here to go up?" Like, <laughs> yeah, like I would. I would sh- I, it, locally. Um, I would show up like two minutes till if it was like uh, the only thing I was doing that night was like the jam, which was like the last show of the night, and oh, anybody yeah. could just That's jump fine. in. Then I would, yeah. If I'm like in the area, I'm like, yeah, I can do the jam tonight. Then I would just like cruise over. But if we were on the schedule as a team and my name was written down already and everything, <laughs> then I would show up at least at least like a, a show early, however long that slot is. So like at least half hour, usually an hour early. See, I would do that too, even before my stage managing. But man, people like who had like sketch shows would show up like on the dot, and it's like you should be Lord, here, like no. half hour early to tell me like what's Minimum. what do you want to intro you like what, Minimum. Or like um, it was like not a jam, but it was somewhere something where they didn't have a team yet. I don't even think I don't even I can't think of like what it was. But there were times when it's like, I don't know what to intro you on. Like, <laughs> give me information. Yeah. Uh, it's horrible. 
Uh, the, um, what was I going to say about showing up early? But I mean, it does. It's important to like get on the same page as everybody somehow. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be there for that. Um, I, I did not like missing out on shows that were going on. Like if we showed up too early, and like we could have might as well just watch the show. Oh, totally. Then I'd be like, why don't now we're just talk, talking? We've already warmed up. Like we warmed right. up too early. Um, Do you have a? <laughs> that just made me warming up, but it was practice actually. But now that we're on the eve of the election. Uh, do you have any interesting warm-up or uh, practice stories, like memorable practices? Um, <laughs> from warm-ups in particular? Or um, did, I, I, did I tell you about the milk game? No. Wash the milk, wash the milk? No. <laughs> no. So this, this, this is like the... Like I'm trying to think of an artifact. This is like I think the Dead Man's Gun counts. That old show where like this gun traveled around the West. But like basically this warm up traveled like this real meandering path. And I learned it. So when I went to Africa the first time, there was a, a guy there from Toronto who had learned a warm up from improvisers from China somewhere wow. else. And like, I don't think it was in China proper. It was probably in Canada, but he learned it and then he brought it to Africa and then I learned it and then I brought it back to Arizona. Uh, but the milk game, which is not, is clearly not translated like a hundred percent correctly, but it works. Um, and it's, you play it in a, in a circle and it's an energy pass at its core. It's not elimination based, but you can make mistakes and they're integrated into the flow basically. And the rules are very minimal. And while we weren't specifically instructed to speed it up as we went, it just naturally, like a lot of energy passes, I feel it'll naturally speed up. Yeah. And there's three maneuvers and whoever starts, they turn in either direction. Doesn't matter. I think. And they, they look at the person that they're turning towards and they both look at each other. So it's done in pairs at a time. And uh, you have three phrases you can say, choose from. It has to be one of those three. And they're all milk related and they all have motions that go with them. So the first one is uh, wash the milk, which I think is supposed to represent, it's supposed to represent like cleaning milk up off a counter that like you spilled on like a counter or a table. Interesting. And the motion is like you hold your hands out in front of you, like pin your elbows to your sides, El, um, hands and arm, forearms, or excuse me, parallel to the ground, and then you do like an like, like a you're, you wipe your hands back and forth if that makes sense, right? Like windshield wipers, but parallel to the yeah. ground, and you you do it twice. You go wash the milk, wash the milk, and then your hands kind like your hands tend to like overlap a little bit, kind of like you're saying no, 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 right? Or like <laughs> right, telling someone they're safe in baseball. I think that's the motion. But anyway, yeah. So you do you go you say wash the milk, wash the yeah. milk. That's one option. You say the, say the saying twice, you do the motion with it twice. So wash the milk, wash the milk. Then there's uh, milk the milk, which is just milking udders with both hands in front of you. Milk the milk, milk the milk, milk the milk, milk the milk. And then there's um, uh, drink the milk, which is oh, you just take a hand with a cup in it and you drink, you just chuck it. So drink the milk, drink the milk. So it's wash the milk, milk the milk, 
drink the milk and you you both face each other and do one of those motions and um if you guys do different motions and and sayings which is most likely because you have a two out of three chance not to do the same thing or actually statistically i don't anyway if you're if you don't match then you just keep going around the circle if you do match and you happen to both wash the milk or both milk the milk or both drink the milk then you turn around and the direction of play is reversed and that's it there's no more rules and this game <laughs> can go this game can go so fast and like sometimes my team the last team I was with before the the, the pandemic would play it in silence with just the motions like but not Ooh. at the theater we'd just be like sitting on a patio at like a bar and we would like just do the motions in silence very, 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 very quickly. That's awesome. And that's not you really put... a warm-up story. Uh, yeah, that's a, but that's a great uh, warm-up. Um, yeah. Have you played... I'm forgetting the name. I'm trying to look it up. Uh, and I've mentioned it before. Um, and it's very similar because you just do three different motions and uh, it does ramp up and you go in a circle oh that's what it is whoosh <laughs> but this is describing it differently um, basically you can do like a pass down the circle and I forget what that is god I have to look this up now uh, there's a ramp that skips over like the next person in line yeah or yeah. like oil slick where the next three people have to like spin around. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's something where it sends it back. Do you know what yeah, that's called? It. I don't remember all the names and all the motions because I haven't done these warm-ups since before the pandemic. It's amazing how quickly you forget like the right. details. It is. It's so crazy. Uh, yeah. Okay, here uh, we go. I found a Reddit article of uh, someone saying, what rules do you add to whoosh? Whoa. I'll just read the whole thing. Hey, everyone. I'm just curious to see what kind of rules different people add to the energy passing warm up game. Whoosh, whoa. So common away. Here's what I know. Overpass, skip one person. We call that ramp. Bridge, skip two people by, a ten by building a bridge with some someone three spots away. That's interesting. Tunnel. Skip three people who have all formed a tunnel with their legs. We didn't do that. Huh. Oil slick. Pass to anyone in the circle. What? How is that oil slick? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. This is Head Uno house rules. Yeah, this is... I, don't, I. It is someone just trying to remember it from memory, too. So they might be very wrong. Heads up. Got it. Pass energy to the middle for anyone to grab. Get over here. Switch places with someone. That's like a different game than I've played. Gal yeah. Galaga. Energy passes around the circle as quickly as possible in both directions until it gets back to you. Uh, I also remember uh, a rule called monorail. Monorail. But I do not remember what it does. Wow. This is crazy. <laughs> I remember I was with a group that used to like they would add maneuvers that were like inside jokes based on people we knew. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, you could do this in infinitely. 
yeah, there's so many games. My, uh, going back to just the warm-up story, or practice story, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget, since we're on the, we're on the heels of an election right now, um, we went down on election day, uh, it was like a bar slash theater, and, uh, the, the basement level had just green rooms where people could rent out and have it as like a practice room. So we did that and we had a practice on election day, 2016. And we went in at like 6 PM Pacific time, or maybe it was five. No, I think it was like six. And we came back up and they were having an election party upstairs for the bar part, like celebrating what would have presumably been Hillary Clinton's win. <laughs> and we came up and, you know, we're in California. So like we were still waiting on California to come in. But by the time we came up, it was like pretty clear, like Trump was going to win and everyone was <laughs> crying and like hysterically crying. And we were like, what's going on? And then, like they they had a TV on, so it was pretty clear. Like, oh shit, he's gonna win, <laughs> and it was just the most like we went down and everything was happy and okay, Whoa. and then we came back up and it was just this nightmare world <laughs> that I currently have. It was wow. and then a, we got on their phone to ruin this. As oh, well. not at all. They, we were in a basement, so we couldn't we didn't have reception, and so we oh, couldn't even check. And we were just like, oh, no, yeah, we're not even going to bother. Like, it, it's pretty clear Hillary's going to win. That's and nuts. Yeah, it went so quickly. Like, it turned just in a couple hours, and everyone <laughs> knew it. I was at a I was in a, a short-form theater that also does, like, stand-up and stuff the night of, that same night. And um, <laughs> it was – they were doing this show um, where the format is like um, – it's like a fact-checking – interruption of the the stand-up set and the guy who runs it is like a like a he's like a lawyer and like a policy wonk and stuff and so he's like way into it and he's he, he knows exactly what he's talking about and he usually has another panelist with him and it was his his girlfriend and um i i remember us learning in real time what was going on during the show and like the vibe of the show got it just fell apart <laughs> and it was so uncomfortable like 75 percent of the way through which is not their fault at all but it's like why are we doing this like why are we here this is like this fun little election thing and now it's like totally ruined like uh, probably, <laughs> probably playing out in every room across the nation basically yeah moment, so like, no, it really it really did uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> my, my my tradition when there's not a plague is to go to the parties, parties. So I go to the, the, both parties rent out like a ballroom in opposite hotels downtown. And I visit both and I end up at one, obviously, <laughs> and stay at that one because it's safer. But like, um, <laughs> it's like night and day, like going to the two different parties. And I, I raced straight there um, after that show. And it was even more like night and day. Like, like there was a guy I had met at an event like a couple weeks earlier and I recognized him and results were already in. Like this was way after it was clear what was going to happen. And we were on friendly terms and everything. And like, we had worked on a project together, I think. And like, I was like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And he, he literally said, 
not now. <laughs> he was like, what is your problem? I was like, I was literally just saying hi. He's like, I can't even. He like walked away and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> uh, recently, I was in a, sh- a jam online, obviously, and it was the day RGBD, RGB died, <laughs> and so I found out, like, mid-through show, and it just, like, made it hard oh, to yeah. get through. <laughs> I was, like, distracted. Uh, but anywho, Nightmare World. Yeah. Um, let's, so yeah, it looks like it's just going us. So, we can do just some, some heralding. Let's warm up first, though. And I haven't done this in a couple weeks. Chris, why were you late? Oh, man. Uh, sorry, I'm late. I was going to catch a matinee, but my ticket pulled me into the movies universe. <laughs> And I had to deal with that for a while. Uh, even though it didn't match anything else that was going on, there was an animated cat. He was anthropomorphic, and he could talk, and he had way more screen time than you would expect. It didn't make sense. Um, but, yeah, I had to cope with that. And uh, and then I made, then the movie intruded on this plane, and that was its own thing. Right? So probably the final time I'm going to do that. <laughs> Man, I thought I knew what your excuse was when you first started describing, but I I was thinking of the, the excuse with Arnold Schwarzenegger and the yes. boy that gets... Yes. And, he, and I don't think he, he... I think he works at the theater, so I think that was a difference. But man, I can't remember your excuse because a cat takes more screen time. And you're in real life, right? You're not animated. Yeah, yeah, and you're already right. You've just forgotten, I swear. Rewatch it. What? Yes. No. Yes. An animated cat? Yes, and it's Danny DeVito. What? <laughs> what? Yes. I rewatch this movie because I don't remember that at all. How do you not remember this guy? I I did watch it when I was way too young. What? Harry Houdini owns the theater? <laughs> what? Yeah, I think so. What the hell? Did you, did you look up pictures? No. Just oh, look up last that was one of the that was one of the first things that came up when I put when I put a space after last night. <laughs> what the hell? I really don't remember this at all. I mean, what? the fact I say he doesn't have like minutes and minutes and minutes of screen time, but the fact that he has like several lines, I was like, this is crazy. Did you watch it recently? No. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Oh, that's insane. Danny DeVito, Whiskers. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was uncredited for the role. <laughs> he didn't have to be credited. He's just, it's him. Like. Yeah, clearly. Wow. Well, yeah, you're the, you're the last action hero. Correct. 
<laughs> Great. Well, I can tell you why I was late. Why? I was late because I, uh, I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the excuse, and I'm, I hope I have all the details. I uh, <laughs> am in the Marines, and, um, there is this guy who wants to take over the world, basically, and he <laughs> not remembering yeah. everything. He he's definitely Russian, and he has like he's he's basically he has his own nation, from what I remember. And he steals he steals an American soldier, and gives he 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 subjects him to uh, like a Clockwork Orange type torture, where he's being inundated by violent images, and then he gives the man a serum, and the man is transformed, and um, oh. I am tasked with just going and sort of just stopping this this war criminal and you see a lot of familiar faces like it's definitely fan servicey but it does it tries to add plot to something that wouldn't have had one originally it sounds like it is it it sounds like it's kind of cold cold like tone tone wise it seems a little cold <laughs> It could very well be, but no, it's kind of slapsticky. It's not. Um, what? And they, yeah, and they go to a tropical environment, so it's definitely not cold in that regard. Um, and yeah, there's like a jungle. And um, I need, I need a refresher. <laughs> um, Yeah, you see a lot of familiar faces, and okay, and you're just there's a floating <laughs> there's a floating device that holds the 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 warlord. Um, okay, oh yeah. man, yes, it sounds like fighting is breaking out in the streets. This <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> He's a street fighter. Yes. Yes, he has his own nation, Shadowloo. Yeah, Shadowloo. Civil war has erupted between forces of drug lord. I did not know he was a drug lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's That movie's nuts. Yeah, it is. I need to rewatch it. It's great. Well, I, yeah, it is. I haven't watched it in a long time. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I know you gave the excuse why you were late today, but why were you late yesterday? Oh, man. Yesterday was even worse. Um, yesterday, I was late because I needed to go on vacation, but I couldn't afford it. 
So I kind of cut some corners and just got the impression of going on a vacation. And <laughs> honestly, that was enough. Um, it was more than enough. I mean, in the long run, uh, who knows? I mean, did I even really go on vacation or not? Or did I only get the impression of going on vacation? Okay. I mean, okay. that's kind of the whole point. Yeah. I don't know if I went on vacation or not in the end. And neither do you. <laughs> but I probably did. Yeah, I think you did. My wife yeah. and I watched this uh, excuse recently. It started over um, two weeks ago. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this recently. I think it's yeah, a game. It um, and I... And I and I think it was pretty recent too because I said the wrong. I said this excuse was called Running Man, but I was confused. No. Yeah. Um, but I'm blanking on the name, and I literally just watched. You can't it. remember. You can't completely <laughs> remember. You can't completely remember. Nope. Just completely remember. <laughs> Just completely remember and you'll get it. Can wow. you do that? I can. Because I totally recalled what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Another great movie that like it like bled out of the eighties and spilled into the nineties. Yeah. Somehow. It's really good. Like the commentary in there is pretty, uh, pretty on on point. Yeah, I'll say. But also, why were you late? Is something we can't avoid talking about. We have to know where you're late. I know. Yes, well, I was trying to avoid it. Uh, I'm late. <laughs> I'm I'm late specifically because I I went to the countryside. And I don't want to give the reason why I was at the countryside because it's like foreshadowing it like it like gives it away like immediately so i went to the countryside uh -huh. and i went with someone special dear in my life and pretty much like minutes into this visit like we get to the place we were supposed to go to it's late and he just like he doesn't make it i'll say that and uh yeah he doesn't he he dies like 10 minutes in and so I get away and then the rest of this excuse I'm just trapped in this one location and um there's someone that comes to this location as well and there's other people that were already there <laughs> and uh, by the end we're all done like literally everyone in this location just is is gone. And so yeah, it's just like a breakdown in terms of like we watch it's this one evening and it's just like a total just like shit show. Yikes. Wow. Like the the woodsy countryside or like the river Boat, countryside, <laughs> or like uh, other hills. There's no, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny that those fit into this theme. Um, 
No, there's no hills. Um, no hills. It's it's probably intentional that it's like the countryside that that man has taken over, and so it was probably an area where there was a lot a lot of woods before, but now it's just like it seems like it's empty, and it's just now it's um, a lot of grains being cultivated and kids in them just in <laughs> no, there's no kids. Actually, there's one okay. kid. One kid. One kid. And uh, um, yeah. But yeah, the, I think I think the countryside like fits into the theme, especially at the end. At the end, it plays a huge factor. Uh, yeah, there there are like red like rednecks who like factor in oh, heavily. Wow. Like, wow. At the very end, just the, like the last two minutes, and um, uh, it's like it it's like absolutely social commentary in terms of like oh there's like the rural like super like not even separate rural city divide, um, and the protect I am from the city like it's it's pretty clear or maybe a suburb but I'm in the I'm in the country. But the, again, right. there's like not there's not a lot of woods. Like man has taken over. <laughs> right. There's a lot right. of commentary no, about exactly. man and his nature and uh, fear and um, yeah, it's it's all in black and white. <laughs> oh, this is one night. One single night, and you just live <laughs> through it because you died. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We all died this one night of the living dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I forgot they were. I guess rednecks at the end. It. it I don't know. Uh, it looked like a normal. It looked like a suburb to me. No, um, it's one of my favorite movies. And I watched it earlier this year at the beginning of the pandemic. And um, no, and and the second one, it explicitly calls them out as like Red <laughs> in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, they fly over like the same area. It's like very much supposed to convey. And it's like, I don't know, it's like filled, it's like the countryside in like maybe like outside DC or like, you know, like Virginia uh, or something. Okay. And um, they in the second one they they're in the city and they leave in the helicopter and they fly over and they see a bunch of marauding like men or they actually like focus like they take it away from the helicopter down to this these people you don't know and in the helicopter they explicitly say like oh yeah those rednecks must be having a hell of a time or something <laughs> like. They're like they're ta- they're taking care of it, you know. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, they are explicitly. They all have like camo gear. They're like they have they have chewing tobacco. <laughs> it's like very much on purpose. And then at the end, it's just the the one dude, the African American dude, that gets killed as a human by these yeah rednecks. <laughs> I, I I forgot about that portion of Dawn of the Dead where they figure they, they point that out. I just remember all the mall stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it's a long movie, Dawn of the Dead. 
There's a lot of commentary. In the yeah, the first part they start out in the city and uh they start out in the newsroom and then they cut to the police guy and he's like in a, a like a low income housing like apartment. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I guess it's somewhere in New York. I think that's what it is. I think they're in upstate New York in the first one and then in the second one they're in New York and they like they're in like a tenement building where it's just a bunch of like people of color and then there's like again like this like race like explicitly racist cop who starts shooting people even though they're not zombies. Right. <laughs> yeah. The the a lot of the like the old, older not older they are older technically but like the early like channel 101 creators um made a a show that was like a review of um classic films and they would like they would like recreate the film in like 5 minutes but the films were all parodies of of films if, if i recall or they were just made up and the night of the living dead one was called night of racial tension <laughs> <laughs> and and they just went for it completely. It's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just no, like Dan pretty... Harmon. Uh huh. Good. I was just gonna say it's pretty explicit. Like the first one, it's kind of toned down, and then the second one, it's like screaming at you. <laughs> like, yeah. If you didn't get it the first time, this is what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, why were you late? Uh, I don't know if this is going to work, but I wanted to do bus T. What's on your bus T? Let's see if this works between the two of us. Bus T, where uh, one person describes oh, yeah. their t-shirt and another person gives the slogan. I think it should work for two of us. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I guess I'll start. You see... Uh, like a California raisin, and it's um, like on the floor, and there's a bunch of like purple stuff coming out of its stomach, and uh, there's like <laughs> there's a white flag that's sticking out of its wound. Uh, the caption is so so cow. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Um, someone is charging, like, it's just a normal person, but they're charging through, through library stacks, like X-Men's Juggernaut. And they're looking right <laughs> at the camera. It's literacy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's correct. <laughs> um... There's a salt rock, and uh, there's a bird, but the bird is on fire, and its eyes are blue. I said reset the router. (laughs) That really sounds like it would be something... On like woo.com or something. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um, there's a um a a, a baby um eating 
protein powder by the fistful out of a tub. <laughs> do you even... Do you even... No. Do you even gym day, baby? <laughs> I was going to do like, do you even squat or something, but this doesn't work. <laughs> uh, there's a turtle caught in like a, one of those six pack, uh, you know, plastic things. Uh, and uh, the turtle, it's crying blood. I missed the tailgate. <laughs> Um, okay, so there's, uh, um, there's like a good, the bad, and the ugly, no, not another Western where it's not like traditionally three people. There's like, it's like a standoff, right? With two people and a duel. And we can see it's the man with no name, full Clint Eastwood and everything over his shoulder. But the person in the distance staring him down is a Walmart greeter. <laughs> and there's a Walmart behind him. Uh, are you feeling lucky enough to have a nice day? <laughs> <laughs> that one's a little too real. I forgot about what's going on right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll end it there. And we'll just take a real, real minute corner break <laughs> um yeah yeah it's, we're we're two days away from an election hopefully you all voted uh if you're listening to this after election day hope for we're all live still um that'd be cool in uh in beverly hills they're boarding up uh shops uh walmart Whoa. has gotten rid of guns uh for the time being at least in the sh- shop floor it's uh it's getting real out there folks <laughs> yeah uh i think we should take that break because i want to get some water then <laughs> go for it right we'll be right back i'm gonna get pizza
Okay. <laughs> I would rather be hungry or tired than have to go to the bathroom before a show on a stage. Oh, absolutely. I'm chewing right now. That's the worst, um, worst thing. Yeah, oh yeah. No, uh, I was just thinking about that, actually. Um, but I never... <laughs> Sorry, this is going to go a little crass, people. If you don't want to listen to this, don't, don't skip ahead. Uh, yeah, mute it. Or skip, yeah. <laughs> um, I never took a dump at our theater. <laughs> uh, no, never. Because I... Stage manager, I... Um, not that I would make a mess or anything, but I was just at the end of the night had to like clean out the restroom and it was just oh. I just didn't even want to be in there, so I would take a leak of, in there, of course, but it just gave me bad bad associations of it being gross because people are nasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I never ate before a show because then you're all bloated and. Oh yeah. Eating before a show is is another is hor- anything to do with your stomach. Don't do it anywhere near a show. Do it after the show. Mm-hmm. Do everything after or way before. I remember in high school we did a show at the Jewish Youth Improv Festival at I can't remember the name of the building, but it was over here, and it was our high school team. And one of my friends, she had never done any like I think theater performance at all. And she was a junior in high school at the time. This is new to her. So I was like trying to calm her down. She's like, will you please go to CVS with me? I'm just, I need to eat something. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go there and we buy full on all the gear and equipment you would need for a bowl of cereal. All of it. <laughs> and, and we eat honey bunches of oats with like whole milk. And we have spoons and bowls. We bought everything. And I'm like, this is great. Everybody loves honey bunches of oats. And a theater teacher walks right up to us and gets in our faces. She's like, you are both going to vomit all over the stage. <laughs> and like, she had finally calmed down after like 10 minutes of like telling her just like, you know, eat the cereal and just relax. It was her idea, but I'm saying like trying to calm her down. And then the teacher came and just obliterated it. And, I, and she was right. We didn't throw up. We didn't throw up, but I mean, she was still right. You know what I mean? I was like, we should not have done that. Not right before curtain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was dumb. Luckily, I've never seen anyone throw up on stage, but I bet it's happened. <laughs> and we were supposed to do not only that, but we were supposed to do like a, a like a, a feat of agility at the beginning when we came on. And we were supposed to, there was like a row of chairs turned away from the audience. And we were supposed to walk over them and like tilt the back down to the ground. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We had a, they, they were facing, yeah. And we had to walk up to them up the seats, put our heel on the back, the top of the back <laughs> and ride the chair to the ground. And we had to do it full of cereal. Not safe. <laughs> no, not safe, but it was, you know, it was a different time. Uh, what was the, in a, like whatever theater black box or whatever, uh, did people use the back wall like the constructed just half ball uh, in any creative ways in your theater or whatever theater you might have gone to? Um, 
the theater, the local, the Torch Theater is a black box, more or less, and people tend to stay on the wings, like against <laughs> the side walls, rather than the back line, unless there's it's like a jam and there's like twenty plus people like jumping up. Um, no but one obviously, climbs. no one climbs up from the back and um, stood on the wall or. <laughs> No, or, we didn't have um, that. Yeah, ours, and I, I think it's the same at UCB. It is, actually. Um, where the back is just, uh, you know, wood planks holding up this, like, wall in the middle of the room, basically. And so yeah. you could climb up it, potentially. I never would have, because it's pretty hot. But, I'm yeah, looking at it. A few people definitely did. <laughs> I'm looking at the old Hell's Kitchen one, and it's just like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the one that was. Oh, I was at. People do that. I was at a short form theater where we had um, that arrangement actually, and I did use people did use to climb up there. I used to climb up there. Now I think about it. Mm-hmm. Like one time, I remember we we're doing like an improvised Shakespeare set, and I was like a knave or something. And it was winter, and like I ended up like, like, like pulling the snow off of the roof into my mouth or something. So that, that's one occasion <laughs> when I went up there. So yes, it does happen. Yeah. They also had a ladder, so they wanted you to do it clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever make it to uh, San Francisco uh, for like uh, Sketchfest or anything like that? No, no, I should check it out. And who knows when that'll happen again? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I know. It was a lot of fun. So, uh, so you never checked out, or have you heard of Endgame Improv? Endgame Improv? Uh, Endgame. No, I'm looking it up right now. Earl? Games? Or in game. Like the movie. End, the, um, like uh, the Avengers Endgame. Why can't I find it? <laughs> Here, I'll link it. What was your first... Well, I guess it sounds like you did it in high school. So you were, you were doing high school improv. Yeah. Wow. What would you consider your home theater? You the Torch in Phoenix. Fun? The Torch. Yeah. Although I haven't done anything with them since, basically since April. I don't do any of their online stuff. I mean, nothing mm-hmm. against it. I just don't. Yeah. Interesting. Ghost Fest. Yeah, that's the big um, marathon every Halloween or the lead up to Halloween. <laughs> I did not see that either. That's like my favorite thing in the world. And I didn't do it this year because it wasn't in person. Right. Like the whole point is to like sleep in the audience and like be there. <laughs> Although now I live like five minutes away and I don't have to, but I would still do that. <laughs> did you ever go to uh, the Del Close Marathon? I knew you were going to bring that up. No, but uh, <laughs> we, are, we do have a team or two, I guess individuals, 
and different configurations who do go to it. Nice. I can't. Did you yeah, link well. it already? Here, yeah, it is in games plural. Yeah. Okay, let me see. Highlighting, go to. Taking a hiatus. Is there <laughs> a place I should look at, like for photos or something? Or? No, I was just linking there in general. <laughs> just a oh. general site. You know, waxing massager. There's a... The improv feeders are, like, expanding, like, fractally, I think is the word. Like, there's there's someone doing improv everywhere you can imagine. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens once society deems it okay to be in a tiny space, like a black box theater. Yeah, I think more people are trying improv than normally would because of mm-hmm. Zoom and everything, because they don't have to be there in person. It's it's easy, it's more accessible for them. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's like, crazy. That is so crazy. You could just... I'm still taking UCBLA classes, even though I live here online. I could have been doing them from the Bay Area. Not that I wouldn't be living there. Yeah. <laughs> Have you taken any interesting uh, online courses from other schools you wouldn't have otherwise? No, I don't know why I haven't done that yet. I've been doing a lot of stuff that I've been keeping extremely busy, obviously, with like yeah. VR and everything. It's <laughs> actually kind of around last now. Uh, I hung out a little bit longer, but um, I needed to. I had priorities because it was Halloween, so I had to like. Yeah, yeah, that's what I went into. I had never, I had never played the Ghostbusters game. <laughs> How is that? It's great. It's yeah, really I good. I might play it again. Wow. Hey, I, I got it. Maybe I'll start downloading it right now to check it out. Yeah, I um, I watched. In, I was like, I'm going to watch the movies again, the the two old ones, and then I'm going to p- just play the game and have one giant like weekend of Ghostbusters. And it was great. So I watched Ghostbusters 1 on Wednesday. I watched Ghostbusters 2 on Thursday. I, ins- I got refunded on Thursday also. <laughs> and then I, because it was free, and then, and I already bought it. And then on Friday, I started the game knowing that I wouldn't finish it. And then until Halloween, which is yesterday, and I finished it. Actually, finished it this morning, early in the morning. But oh, wow. <laughs> um, I wanted to get it. I wanted to get it done. But I kept stopping to read all the lore and stuff because there's like lots of like collectibles and stuff in the game. <laughs> so I was stopping to so read about like what Ivor Shandor was up to and everything. Wow! So it gives backstory. It's an extended universe for the Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's, there's, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, there's lots of cool developments in that. In it, I like it a lot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll check it out. It is the other little smart though, so. Yeah, it's still spook- uh, honestly. I don't think this. Away. I don't think that the spooky part of the year ends until New Year's, honestly, because it's only going to get darker and colder. It starts with October first sure. and January first. And it stays spooky throughout winter, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. And who could forget the spookiest day of all? 
Christmas Day when the yeah. of our Heavenly Father was born into a human oh, body. I thought you were talking about <laughs> Scrooge stuff. Because A Christmas Carol is the most famous ghost story like of all time. And it's a right. Christmas story. And the three ghosts are part of Ghostbusters lore also because they get what? there's like a caper in the in the cartoon and the comics there's like a caper where they have to help the three ghosts like get out of the containment unit or something. <laughs> uh, also, yeah. I didn't know this. The show lasted five years. The first two seasons, um, Winston was voiced by Arsenio Hall, but Ernie Hudson wow. had auditioned for it, and he <laughs> didn't get it. And, like, they even told him, they're like, look, he's like, oh, you're making a Ghostbusters cartoon? I, I'm down to play Winston Zeddemore. They're like, cool, you are Winston Zeddemore, so you have the part. You don't even have to audition. He's like, okay, that's fine. Cool, I'll see you guys later. And then they were like, hey, um, can you come just do a read so that we can hear it? And he's like, yeah. And he came down. I read this this morning right before I signed in. And um, he's like, yeah, I'll come down, do a read. And the director's like, no, this is all wrong. This is not how Winston does it. He goes, I am – I'm Ernie Hudson. <laughs> and this, the other guy, I don't know who the other guy was, but who was like the contact, but he's like, look, it's, don't worry about it. You have the part. That was just a little weird, whatever. And then Arsenio Hall got the part. Wow. And was this before uh, Arsenio's show? Uh, I don't think so. Arsenio Hall show. When did that start? It ran from 89 to 94. This is before. So yeah, I wonder the if he was a keeper. Dude, I don't know. Ernie <laughs> loved people who worked on Ghostbusters love Ghostbusters. That's what I love about it. Except Bill Murray. He doesn't care at all. But um, like Dan Aykroyd is still like obsessed with Ghostbusters. <laughs> like see, whenever he talks about it, it's, oh, this made me laugh hysterically. After I beat the game, I started watching like the – um, the extras, like the videos included with the game. And one of them is about the making of the game, like Harold Ramis is in it and everything. And Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd did exactly what I did for the game, in a sense. And it made me, I don't know why I thought it was so funny. He's like, yeah, I watched the two movies to get ready <laughs> for the game, to check it out and everything. Like he needs a refresher. <laughs> like he wrote both of the movies, like, you know, just to get back into the, What's this Ghostbusters thing all about? Okay, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and that's funny. Played the game. That's, that's good, good for him. No, I don't know if he played the game. I'm sure he did, though. I mean, he doesn't say that, but I'm sh- come on. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to play a game where the, literally you're in the game and it's right. you and it's your voice and face? Based on your story. Like, yeah. Yeah, if, like, you told 12-year-old Dan Aykroyd what was going to happen in 2009, I mean, he wouldn't understand because he wouldn't have any context for the rest <laughs> of Ghostbusters, but he'd still think it was pretty cool, I'm sure. Uh, well, I think all that movie talk warmed us up. Nice and good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, is there anything you're looking at to practice? Like in an opening or a group game or anything you know, focus uh, on in the scenes. 
maybe just like a more a reminder of like the structure itself because I feel like I lost my footing last time. Even though I know what the shape of a herald is, I've done one before. But after the opener, we've got three scenes in the first beat. Then we've got a group game, which is it's more organic than the scenes obviously were, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a second beat with three scenes that are... And this is where... I think because last time I was here, the warm-up bled into the first beat, and I didn't realize it was bleeding in. <laughs> but by the time you get the second beat, your scenes are... Often, they're just time jumps and progressions of the first beat, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, and this we is don't... where people... Like, you get into the the philosophy of what you want to do with a, a herald because yeah, you can do a time jump and you're blowing up the world where you're exploring if this is true, what else is true? What else is happening right. in this, for this, for these two characters. And then the right. other thing you can do is do an analogous scene and carrying the game onto these new characters. But I think, uh, I think the first is more natural and I think people, gravitate towards it more so it's probably yeah. what more people do but yeah just uh continuing from the first set of scenes exploring heightening and really trying to hone down on what's the funny in the first scenes let's make it even funnier this time right so right and then and then in the third they converge after yes. the second group game Right. Um, in your philosophy, do you, do you any like tags happen in the second beat? I've seen that approach. Yeah, that was something I'm taking your health class right now, which is great um, for this. <laughs> uh, that's something our Tony Charlene, great improviser, used to be. Uh, she emphasized, yeah, uh, and even in the group games too, which I hadn't seen before, but it makes sense. Uh, if you're, especially since it's just two of us, <laughs> uh, we can tag ourselves into a new situation, new characters. Um, you do want to get that hype train moving, so you want to build up the energy. One way to do that is through tag runs. Uh, so cool. yeah, you're exploring it even more. Of if this is true, what else is true? Let's jump to them. They were in a doctor's office. Now they're in a lawyer's office. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's very yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah, so exciting. <laughs> cool. uh, so, yeah, uh, that, that, thank you for that refresher on structure. And, yeah, the philosophy, well, that's what we're going to dive into, baby. We're going to explore. Cool. We're going to blow it up. Maybe we'll do a scene that isn't related to the first one in any way, except it's game. So... We'll see what happens. Um, I'm trying to think of an opening that we can focus in on. Um, and there's been resistance the, first, the couple weeks I've suggested this. It's just the two of us, though. And I think it is more challenging because it is just a, like talking. But let's do a living room. I'll pull up some yeah. suggestions. And we'll just riff on that, see what sort of uh, things we talk about. And if, we, if there's themes that develop, we'll pull those into the scene. 
Jefferson. So it does indelible football, Rima, Honey, Finished, or Jefferson spark anything? <laughs> yeah, indelible football. It yeah. reminds me of the first the first manifestation of the XFL in the nineties. <laughs> and now they're trying to bring it back, but then the universe said no. And the pandemic happened, right? So, like, is the NFL <laughs> even a thing anymore? Who who kept its lifeblood alive all these years? Was it just put away for decades, or was there an active XFL community? No, no. It, I, mm, uh, fans, probably, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, man, that means people were writing XFL fan fiction about the different teams. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Where and it, it, it remind me XFL. It's just more tackling, more. Uh, I remember cheerleaders. Yeah, <laughs> it was more manly, more guy focused. And it was. I think the dimensions of the field were smaller, and like the oh. downs were faster, or something. Uh-huh. Like it was engineered to be a faster game, I think, with less waiting. <laughs> And the teams had gimmicks like, like, if your team was called like the Marauders, which I think was like Las Vegas or something, then you were Marauders kind of, and you like embodied that off the field too. <laughs> something interesting, like wrestling. Oh I yeah. So. Oh, Vince McMahon was the one that started it. Just... Yes. Alpha Correct. Entertainment LLC. Um, that reminds me of. Um, <laughs> just like abbreviated games of a longer game. Have you played a uh, Monopoly Go? No. Oh, I, I like it better actually, because it's just a card game where you you get properties, but you don't. I don't know. It's just a lot faster. You could. It's supposed to be done in like twenty minutes. Oh wow! And obviously, it's more transportable because it's just a deck of cards. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend it. I I feel like there's less animosity in it because it's more random in a way. So it's just yeah. a deck of cards. Um, and of course, you know, there's negotiating. Um, but it's like I don't know. The cards make it feel less high stakes. So and you're playing for less time. So I feel like. The animosity in Monopoly original version is that you've invested so much time to like build your like boardwalk that you like are super cutthroat if someone tries to tear you down. <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's so much emotional investment in Monopoly where Monopoly Go, I think that's the one thing that it like takes away is the emotional investment. It's like, oh, these are just cards. They're not little pieces of like property in like in the original. Uh, where you get like <laughs> physical houses and uh, hotels. You could add a chess timer to any game, probably. I don't know if that would reduce or increase animosity. It probably depends on the game. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you could. Huh. Yeah. Hide and seek. That can that could be useful. Hide and seek. With a timer. <laughs> Yeah, with the timer. Oh, yeah. Sometimes someone would hide way too well. 
and it's like, all right, we we get it. you're a good hider, but we gotta end this. Like, it's yeah, dark like now. hiding inside furniture that's not like a recliner or supposed to like have any spaces in it or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you're a little yeah. too crafty. That's how. That's why we have fridges that can be pushed open from the inside because kids oh. were getting too. Have you heard of that? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, fridges were just sturdier before, and actually, that that's <laughs> that is a problem for our house that they're less strict. Like they can be pushed so easily open. Ours doesn't close all the way sometimes, and it beeps if the freezer is open, which is good because uh, like it doesn't lose coldness. But <laughs> it'll just go off sometimes. It'll just be, be a little too ajar. And when we first moved in, the fridge came with the apartment. Like it was in, a, in L.A. <laughs> Just getting into it. In L.A., if you get an apartment, it doesn't normally come with a fridge. But someone left their very old fridge in ours. And the landlord was uh-huh. like, if you need a fridge, you can have it. But ours <laughs> is defected in that it open, the freezer doesn't seal all the way. And <laughs> a, a function is that it beeps if it's open at all and when we first moved in the first three days i think it took a while for me to figure it out like why is there beeping like (laughs) what's happening so (laughs) like our neighbors probably hated as soon as we moved in because it was just beeping every like minute literally it just beep very loudly (laughs) would it like open with like weird changes where like changes in pressure just make exactly yeah yeah it still does that where it's like we haven't touched the fridge all day and it'll just like start beeping because it got it went from cold to hot so the pressure changed and it'll just open. <sighs> so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm never going to find this easter egg. I give up. I give up. We put, your mother and I put $500 in that Easter egg, and it's the, it's the last $500 we're down to, so you kind of don't have a choice anymore, son. You need to find that Easter egg. Wait, you planted it. You, you know where it is, I, uh, right? Like, you... No, we forgot. Um, we... What? We hit it too well, and now we don't know where it is anymore. And it, and we thought, you know, you've been doing so well these past few years, finding Easter eggs and this 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 amount of money. I thought, but you know, turn things around. You know, you haven't been having the greatest year, and so if we put a five hundred dollar bill in the egg, we thought maybe it would make you happy. And yeah. If I found it, uh, you could have at least done this like in our backyard. This is the actual woods. <laughs> you were the best. You beat your little cousins last year. You This year, it's just you. You should have been able to find it. That was at the community park where everything is just like curated grass and play equipment. <laughs> your mother... 
has been having a lot of issues with your aunt, okay? And so we can't go back to the park because they go there every year. And this year we're having our own Easter without family, okay? Are you trying – because you emphasized me beating my cousins, and now mom has a problem with her. Are you trying to hurt me? No, it was you. We're not trying to live vicariously. No, it was that they got so mad that you're doing so well in life that they they got jealous. And we said, you know what? We're not going to take this anymore. And it led to a fallout between your aunt and your mother. So now no more family gatherings. I have to go out here and learn, I guess, woodsmanship to f- find this egg. I like You should have just kept the money. I could have learned this stuff online. I could have looked it up. If you wanted me to learn how to survive, I could have taken baby steps. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, you know, looking back on it, we shouldn't have been combining life lessons where one being that you're uh, great at finding things. That's a, that's one life lesson, just affirming that, but then combining that with uh, woodsmanship and resourcefulness, you know, that should have been a different day. And that's our mistake. We thought we had a better son, you know, like your aunt, oh my God. Uh, your aunt being so upset, it kind of went to our heads, and uh, we put all our eggs in one basket, if you want to say. Oh, I wish you had <laughs> done that. See, I'm, this is why I'm confused. It seems like the reason we can't have a family holiday is because I did too well. But now you yeah. want me to do even better to get an even bigger leg up on the rest of the family? <laughs> No, we, we we didn't we weren't thinking of the family. Maybe subconsciously, again, it's gone to her head, and we thought, you know, our son's a genius. He is gonna, you know, be the greatest survivalist, the greatest schoolboy. It's just there's so many things where you're you excel, but clearly it's too much pressure. No, no, this is, this is, this seems like it's based on one Easter where all the eggs were bright neon plastic in a green field or brown wood chips. And these Easter eggs were like camo. They were, some of them are textured that I found today to look like stones or earth. This is not comparable. Yeah, how are you liking those um, those jelly bellies? Because you found those right away. I was shocked. Though that, that one was the hardest. That was I remember hiding that one, and it was really hard. And An animal figured that. out what was in it and opened it, and so I saw it open and partially eaten. I never would have so found it, though. You're right. I'm admitting it. I never would have found it if an animal didn't figure it out. No, see, I didn't know the animal found it. So now I'm feeling even less, you know, proud. And I don't think you're going to find these $500. I think we're going to go home. I think we're going to – we might not even make it home. We don't have enough gas money to make it home, okay? Is that what you want to hear? I was supposed to come up with the money by finding the egg? Yeah, this was the last $500 in our bank account. We took it all out, and we put it in this Easter egg, hoping that – 
you would be a shining star, show that you could provide for our family. And we were going to make it seem like you just found five extra $500. No, this is the last $500. Okay. I have an idea for um, how we can make this more exciting. Hello? In investor, Mr. Stevenson, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you. I was just looking asleep? at some figures. Were you asleep? It seemed like you were asleep during my presentation. I was, I was looking at some figures that were low in my line of sight, and so I shut my eyes about ninety percent so I could look down through the slit and look down at my uh, notes here, which are now I since put them away. It's why you can't see them now, but I'm listening. Yes, presentation. Go go on. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll I'll just, I'll keep presenting. So, as you can see, no, I, I, I hear you snoring, Mr. Stevenson. Oh. What, what? What did you hear? I'm sorry. We were going to bring disc golf to the masses. Yes, 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 yes. American Disc Golf League, ATGL. Yes, yes. Adel. We're going to Adel America. Yes, 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 yes. And we were counting on you. No, we were counting on you, Mr. Stevenson. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yes. We, yes. Count. <laughs> count. Make it count. We ran out of our seed money, Mr. Stevenson, and we were desperate. And we know you fund unique enterprises, but it seems like you don't even care. I care about the thing we were just talking about. Uh, maybe tell it to me once more, and then I'll know for sure how I feel about this. You didn't even make it the full sentence, Mr. Stevenson. Yeah, you not even, I'm here. I, yes, right I, I came to you you know, in a professional capacity. You have a suit on, yeah. <laughs> and you, you're my father-in-law, but I want you to be my business partner. You're sleeping again. Oh, who's, I, who's, I don't sleep ever. It's uh, not something I do. I do breathe heavily, though, and huskily. At a lot. Doesn't matter the hour. <laughs> Is okay. it a dream? Just, just want to check. Not that I would have one, but if I were, <laughs> I would one. Mr. Stevenson. Uh, I didn't want to tell. Uh, I didn't want to tell. I was hoping this would work out, but I didn't want to tell you. Samantha's put it, considering putting you in a home and taking over your, as your. Uh, She's going to take the right of attorney from you, and she's going to run ah. the business instead of you. I'm back. And this is, what? Put, this, this is putting the nail in the coffin. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell Samantha we should do it. We're going to put you in the home. 
Hey. Hey, 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 I've been looking at my notes here uh, in my yeah. pocket, hands folded, uh, leaning uh-huh. back, and looking down, because it's the most, comf- uh, most comfortable angle for staying awake and alert and not for resting or for sleeping. Rest isn't really something I would partake in. But if you think I should go to this home to prove, prove it to you how alert I am, I say go ahead. You know what? I think you missed a lot of what I was saying, and I'm just gonna say, (laughs) I'm just gonna say, yeah, I'm glad you agreed. You're gonna go to the home, and Samantha's gonna take over. Uh, She's gonna take over your finances, and she's gonna invest in ABGL because we were honestly not doing well. And (laughs) are you sleeping again? Are you sleeping again? No, 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 no. What was the question? Huh? What was the question? Um, do you prefer hillside scenery or mm. a lakeside scenery? Yes, yes, yes. Great. All right. Well, <laughs> I love you, uh, Dad, and um, I'm sorry. Wheel him away, boys. Wheel him away. <laughs> These two muscular men bound him down and put a put sleeping gas mask on him and wheel him away. <laughs> it could be more hype. It's boring right now. <laughs> It needs more sauce on it, so to speak. That's what I'm saying. That's fucking disgusting. Hey, I agree. Because (laughs) it's so boring. Boring's an emotion or a feeling or a state that annoys me. So I find it disgusting. You're disgusted when you're bored? I'm disgusted by boredom. It's nasty. Well. Sir, sir, I'm sorry that this um, this pizza wasn't up to your liking. Um, But it explains why there's a bunch of puke in your booth. And I'm sorry that we uh, weren't up to your standards today. You've been coming in here every week. Uh, and as a Domino's employee, I take it upon myself to provide the best service. And clearly, we did not deliver. Um, I have so- synesthesia with emotions. So when I feel one emotion, it makes you feel another very different emotion also. That's why boredom triggers disgust in me. Can I, I don't want to, you know, it's pretty slow today. And again, you're a loyal customer. So I kind of want to know more about you. What do you feel when you're horny? I feel scared of how content I am. That makes me angry. Hmm. 
you see, it doesn't like... stop. It's like a, it's a, it, each emotion, <laughs> it's just dominoes. I've never stopped feeling everything at once. <laughs> so what, it, what does angry make you do? Angry makes me tired. Uh, makes being tired makes me happy. And being happy makes me confused because I'm so patriotic when I'm happy. It makes me feel patriotic. And that makes me feel paranoid because what if somebody does something to my country? That would make me more confused again. And then we're starting over. So some of your emotions just bleed into other emotions, but some emotions make you have physical reactions. Yes, it makes sense. <laughs> We cut to uh, this older gentleman uh, at his uh, grandson's graduation. I couldn't be more proud of you, you big schmuck. <laughs> Grandpa, why are you, you holding that knife like that? Why are you, you you're, you're shaking. Hey. You seem like hey. you, you, you want to stab me. Hey, you better back up, because I'm going to cut this graduation celebration cake for America. <laughs> mm, mm, that's gross. Do you know how Are much you it hurts bored to be again? Yeah, I'm, I'm bored, out of my mind. We cut to uh, this uh, gentleman, and he's uh, in World War II as a 20-year-old. Uh, private. Oh boy, can't wait to get deep into this forest and plant some claymores. You know, thinking about helping my country out makes me feel ennui. <laughs> Feeling ennui hey, makes me feel like uh, I'm... Private Bradford, why is there a bunch of cum in your pants? Oh no. I must have been bored right after being scared. Shh. He's coming for you. Huh. Huh. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I don't think I did. What are you talking about, Private? So... I lied about my age. I'm actually 10, and I said I was 20 to get here. But I also lied about my condition. I said that I'm in a perfect clean bill of health, but I also have emotional synesthesia, which is something that was just discovered a year ago. And I hear things as a result of it. <laughs> but now I'm starting to realize Maybe it's a maybe it's a, a group of conflicting things in my mind, <laughs> and they're playing games with me. So we don't have to worry about that part of it. I can manage it during the war, and we can move on. <laughs> it scared me though, which made me happy. <laughs> Oompa loompa doopity dee. This little boy is gonna pee. He is happy and he's gonna burst in his little 
hands in his purse. What are you got getting totally hype? Walking around and speaking that tripe. What are you doing being a nerd? Don't you think that is so absurd? This game is very trusty. In the forest, you'll find lots of things in the head of this king. (laughs) (laughs) Right now he's thinking about what's for lunch. Will it be pizza or something to munch? (laughs) What's going to happen when he gets back to school? Will he say the wrong thing and look like a fool? I don't know, probably. Day three. I've taught myself how to make fires out of wood. Just like in the movies, it's an ideal fuel for fire. Still no sign of the $500 egg. Is this my life now? Maybe. Signed, me. Ending. (sighs) Son. Son. (gasps) You have forsaken your parents. (gasps) No, 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 I haven't. No, I'm I'm out here. I'm, I'm trying my hardest. I'm learning how to be a woodsman. But we're dead. You <laughs> cared only about yourself and not how we appeared to the rest of society. I knew this is what this is about. Since the beginning, this is about your reputation. This wasn't about me. Yes, son. Rather than hunt for our own food and try to survive on our own, we put it all on you to try to save us, and you let us down, and now you have shamed us. (laughs) You put your money on the wrong pony, I'll tell you that. I'm not good at this. You left me out here with my schoolboy uniform with the little sailor hat and everything, and I had to fashion it all into something usable. You do look very nice with just one half of the overall. You look like a little Tom Sawyer. Is that what you were going for? I was going more for Huck Finn, but I'll take it. It's <laughs> oh, son, you need to get out of these woods to show the rest of our family that you survived even if we died. I'm not leaving until I find the $500 egg. It's too late for that, son. That was supposed to get us home and pay for the bills, including the rent. And now we are past due. And we're dead. dead. Yeah, that's a bigger (laughs) issue. But I'm not going to give up now. I know there's a way to find the $500 egg. I know there is. I have a plan. (laughs) 
I just remembered something, son. It yes. was inside. The truth was inside of you this whole time, and I disappear into the ether. Wait, what? Wait, what? No, I want more tropes. Uh, <laughs> how am I supposed to learn life lessons now without my parents to tell me stuff from TV shows and movies? But there's always my way. Come here, boy. Come here, boy. Come here. That's right, Howler Monkey. I'm so fortunate that you broke out of that circus car, jumped off, and into the woods. It's a lot like Rugrats, the movie. Now look, this is a $1 bill. All money smells the same. Smell it. I know that animals can figure out what's inside an Easter egg. Give it a good smell. Don't put it in your mouth. Do you know that's been? What? That way? Are you? Are you? You're using your prehensile tail to point, so I can't tell if you're serious. Please use your. You have hands. You have hands. This way. Okay. I'll go over there. Ooh. It's a. It's a clearing. <laughs> there, there's a cottage. <laughs> uh, am I supposed to go over there? Ooh. Oh, okay. Can you hold my hand? You have hands. Okay. <laughs> the, the, sorry, the monkey died too. <laughs> oh, it was a, my hand went right through his hand. And he took the dollar. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm going to go up to this cottage now. It's empty. Hello? <laughs> Hello? It's me. I'm not actually Huck Finn, but I realize I present like him. Hey, there's a vanity with a mirror. Oh, my God. Now that I'm not wearing a shirt because I went full Huck Finn, like full Huck Finn, like what, like more than Huck Finn, I can see that my skin has a map. That trope, that trope was true. It was literal. Why did they take the time? To, this looks like this cost more than $500 to have happened to me, but I we guess now I know to- we cut back to uh, the boy, uh, and he uh, he's getting read a bedtime story uh, back at home like two nights before. And that's how the howler monkey got out of his cage and saved Christmas. The end. Wow. Wow. Wasn't that a nice story? Yeah, but that could never happen in real life. I mean, right? Like, Oh, yeah. It's just fun and pretend. Hey, um, why don't you look at uh, this book? Uh, it Doesn't this have nice cover art? Yeah. Oh, wow. Frank <laughs> Miller? Uh, I take out a rag that uh, is for chloroform. Oh, 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 oh. 
and I smother him with it. All right. I only have a few hours. It's time to go to the tattoo shop and put the map on him while he's still asleep. We got uh, back to. Yeah, I was I was ta- I was tagged to like scenarios where I I try to take off my shirt and I get stopped every time. <laughs> oh man, it sure is warm out here on the beach. I'll probably just take my shirt off now, Mom. No, no. Uh, you should swim with your shirt on because sharks are attracted to their skin. Oh, that makes sense. Tag again. Well, I don't want my shirt to get ripped off and rent to pieces on this big water slide at the water park. So I guess no, no, what? son. You have to wear this shirt. It's uh, you, you put on a lot of weight, and they're gonna make fun of you. Oh my God, that's worse. Okay, I'll, I'll risk it. Tag again. Hey, I got cast in our uh, the junior high production of Tarzan, uh, King of the Apes. So if you just sign this waiver saying that I can be shirtless in the play, um, it'll be cool. Art is for communists, and uh, my son is no communist. So you whoa. you're no you're not allowed to be part of the drama club. Oh, they, they, whoa, they were gonna let me do it with the polo shirt on if you wouldn't sign it. But geez, okay, I'll tell them no. that I can't do it at all. <sighs> we cut back we just, to the cabin yeah, and, and he discovers um, on the map there's detailed illustrations of the cabin and the monkey itself as well and uh, even the resting spot of his two parents they, they, they knew all of this would happen oh my god this is so detailed. <laughs> There's even me looking at it in the middle. <laughs> like, if you look in the window of the cabin, I can see me looking at the map, looking at me on the map. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I got to do this right. I got to go get the $500. First, my parents died. Then my monkey was already dead. <laughs> I'm growing up incredibly fast but I know what I have to do. Oh, wait, I should go back to the cabin and see if there's any supplies first. And then I know what I have to do. <laughs> All right, Mr. Stevenson, here are your uh, medicines for today. Uh, is everything? Are you having fun with that puzzle? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember when I started doing this puzzle. <laughs> The puzzle um, is a picture of him, and um, it's it's missing uh, the like central part of his head. Well, um, yeah, your your family was nice enough to drop it off the other day. They said you've been having kind of a rough time, so they thought you would like this. Like this? I don't remember coming here. Well, no, you wouldn't remember. Um, your your daughter uh, chloroformed you, um, and she what? brought you in like a little sleeping baby, and you've been here for three weeks. But I, and then he flashes, and he's back at the boardroom. Oh, I was just reading my <laughs> notes. I was just, I was just reading my notes. 
with my I close my eyes ninety percent of the way and I look <clears> down through the slit and that's how I read. Well, Mr. Stevenson, um, that's why I think uh, ADGL. I think uh, it's gonna do really. Uh, are you sleeping again, Mr. Stevenson? Hmm. No, no. And Mr. Stevenson looks across the board, and one of the board members is the nurse who was talking to him in the home. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wakes up in the home. <laughs> oh, what the? Oh, bingo, bingo, bingo. Uh, bingo. <sighs> you win. You win. You yeah. get extra special privileges today. You get to go play disc golf. You go just, outside and play. You get to play disc golf. Wait, di- uh, this game seems so familiar. I, I feel like I know this game. <laughs> we flash to uh, <laughs> Mr. Stevenson, and he's in. He's twenty years old in college. He's a child of the '60s, so he or like he's a baby boomer, so he's like you know, at uh, UC Santa Cruz, and he's just smoking a lot of dope. And he's uh, he's uh, uh, coming home from the end of the day of a long day of disc golf. Oh, man. What long day? That was hilarious when I threw the disc and it went inside the banana slug mascot's mouth. <laughs> and it, like, bounced yeah. around inside there like a pinball. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's so groovy that you were able to make that uh, paper mache banana slug to for the end goal. That you were such a creative guy, dude. Yeah, I have all my faculties, and I probably always will. <laughs> that's what I love about more of pot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's real strong stuff, man. It says. The uh, the guy I got it from, he said it'll open your mind and make you see things that you'll never forget. Whoa! <laughs> and he flashes he flashes to the the home, and uh, there's a banana slug that is uh, in his room while he's in bed. It's sitting in the corner, looking straight at him. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know, I know, I know. I've seen, I've seen this before. I've seen you this. I've seen you. You could have stopped this. You knew it was going to happen. You knew all this was going to happen, and yet you did nothing. You just wasted your years. You just did nothing, <laughs> and it just keeps rambling. And then it speaks backwards. He grabs a he he grabs a plate off of the nightstand and throws it into the mouth. <laughs> Ping, 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 ping. (laughs) And then he wakes up in the same room and he's being held down by nurses and he's thrashing. Ah, 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 ah. Mr. Stevenson, you need to calm down. You need to... You need to sign these papers. We need your decision right away. The company is going under. (laughs) The company... Wait, the company... (laughs) He gets up and he... He, he he runs out of the room and it's like Captain America waking up in <laughs> Times Square. <laughs> and he's standing. He's, it was the home inside the room, but now he's in front of the ADDL like tower. <laughs> it's all a setup. 
<laughs> hey, you get out of here, you bum. There's, what are you doing? Do you need us to call the cops? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Stevens, Mr. Stevenson Jr. doesn't appreciate your kind around here. So he's in charge of the company now? Yeah, Mr. Stevenson Jr. He, uh, he's been in charge of this company for years now. He took it all the way to the top. Oh, the top. You're saying he's on the top floor. The metaphor is the same as the real thing when it comes to business. So that's where he'll be hiding. <laughs> Listen, old man, do you want me to tase you? Because I will. You, are, you have three seconds, and he doesn't even count to three, and he just tases him, and then he, <laughs> he thrashes on the floor again. But this time oh. he, he wakes up uh, in the top executive floor. But he still has, like, a nightgown on? <laughs> yeah. I'm on the top floor. This used to be my office. Or, or it is my office. Or I or will be. And, and it keeps flashing between 1980s decor and uh, not even 2020 decor. It's like 2040. Like it's, it's all chrome and platinum stuff. And Yeah. Versus like neon and like dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like when people when people had art in their houses that looked like it was supposed to be in a salon, <laughs> yeah. with like the real real elegant lines and like the people look like comic book people and they're all black and exactly. white. With paint. Yeah, you know the artist. Look it up, people. Yeah, and he, uh, he he starts crawling towards the 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 executive uh, suite, and uh, as he's doing so, the the carpet keeps flushing between very shag carpeting and, and then just a very uh, clean metallic floor. <laughs> Every time he claws, it changes. <laughs> I'm not making any progress. 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 There's reverb, too. Progress. Progress. Everything now is happening at a Dutch angle. It's skewed a little bit. <laughs> And then he hears uh, his son-in-law on the phone, and he's talking to his daughter, and he's saying, "No, I don't. I don't think he's. I think it's time. I, I, you know, I wish we didn't have to do this, but it's time now." No, no. And he looks at the he looks at the pamphlet that the son is holding in his hand, and it's for like a brain preservation firm. <laughs> What's your consciousness in a like a hard drive or something. And then everything just falls apart. Like things fall, like the floor just becomes tiles and he just starts floating down into a white void. (laughs) Grabs a tile though. And he has it in hand, like a disc, just in case. And then he peers in and he sees the next, the third scene of the original. Well, Doc, what what kind of news do you have? Is it good news? Because that'll piss me off. Is it bad news? Because that'll make me <laughs> happy. And if it's neutral news, God help you and me. Unfortunately, it is neutral news. You're the first type of uh, case we've seen. Uh, so we really have no prognosis in terms of what this is, how it's going to impact your life. <laughs> 
I'm so bored uh, of this. <laughs> but I do have good news. We've we um you you your unique capabilities have made you the great ca- the best candidate for a new super super secret program uh to help fight crime and stop supervillains. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. This is great. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, we have to freeze you in suspended animation uh, because uh, we haven't found enough other crusaders to help you. Uh, so <laughs> uh, here's the chloroform, and he passes uh, <laughs> <crashes> out. <laughs> and he comes to, and it's not even 2050. It's the year 3021. And, uh, uh, welcome, oh, human. Head, so good. Uh, hello. We have awoken you because you have finally reached your time. We are without emotion. We are one. That sounds bad. I'm happy for you. I really am. No, I re- you don't get it. I really am. But I feel, I mean, I always feel, but listen, I feel, I feel like we can help each other. Maybe you can help remove the excess emotion from me that I love having so much. I hate how it happens to me. And then you will have the right dose. <laughs> we could do that. And we probably will. You could you could bring some order and balance back to this world, but that is why we awoke you because you you have an even greater role. You see, what? you see, this old man was frozen at the oh. same time you were, or you, a few years after you were, and it seems he is your complete opposite. But so much so that you're pretty much the same man. And as such, you're the only man who can stop him. What? Okay, I think I caught all that. (laughs) (laughs) And the only restaurant that we have now in in this time period is Taco Bell. So I'm just going to try to hit this as much. (laughs) Let me just, did that hammer it in for you what we're trying to do here? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Ba da ba ba ba. Live my Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> It's about tacos. Can't you tell? Uh, are you ready for fourth? Me- <laughs> are you ready for fourth meal? Because we know we are. Taco Bell. We have the bell. <laughs> Ding.
<laughs> the vibration continues and in a nondescript place in the same setting we were just in before the game a rift opens up <laughs> and a tan bedraggled boy rolls out of a portal straight into an odd rock <gasps> I knew it they hid it the best way possible. They hid the egg in time. <laughs> Who knows how much $500 has inflated into now? Son, son, you made it. Oh, you're alive. That's right. We, you've made it to such a future where all people who have died are now just existing forever, for all eternity. There is no death. There is no life. You've made it to the, the furthest point in time. You don't seem happy or anything to see. No. You just seem we're, we're beyond emotion. We hope you are too. The things I've seen... The things I've done, my best friend for three days is a howler monkey, and he was dead the whole time. You don't even have emotions. You can't even process what I'm talking about, can you? He sees the monkey in the corner, like, pulling <gasps> levers and, and uh, using, uh, like, uh, uh, the movie with Tom Cruise, Minority Report-type screens, where he sees the forest that he was in, and he sees... <gasps> Uh, the the tower of the old man and it's all just being swiped through and the monkey is his eyes are like scanning through all of it. They're yeah, they're glowing. They're like they're like amber and they're glowing bright. You can't make any detail in them. And he's muttering. <laughs> <laughs> the egg is the secret. The secret is the egg. Only time will tell what you can find. <laughs> Don't let time slip you by. I never heard a mutter in English before. That really is. <laughs> all beings speak all the languages now, son. I see. I see. It makes sense. Monkey, <laughs> I'm so glad to see you. I don't know if you have emotions, but believe me, I do feel glad to see you. <laughs> I know. I I know. <laughs> I feel like you knew that already. I feel like you know everything that's already going to happen before it happens. You should you shouldn't go down that hallway. That hallway, the I'll only say. one. We're in the hallway and it's infinite. And you don't want me to go further down it. Look, I may be a boy, but I'm still a, a I'm a boy, and so I'm going to rebel. Look, I may be a thousand years in the future, but boy's going to do what a boy's going to do, monkey. I thought you would have learned that by now. <laughs> and he finally turns away from the screen and his eyes, uh, his glowing eyes pierce into the boy's eyes and he sees uh, his himself uh, <laughs> in in the hallway again. And it's just oh. repeating over and over again. He just like it's like it's like an infinite mirror. He just sees a bunch of him, like for infinity. <laughs> and then a disc comes and like breaks the spell. It like 
hits the monkey. <laughs> Stop looking at him. <laughs> I just got up and from then, a great nap. <laughs> I did. And then uh, they both holding hands, the old man and the and the young boy. They walk down the hallway together, and uh, they they reach the door, and it has uh, a name on it. And they turn to each other, and they at the same time say, "That's me." <laughs> <sighs> and then. Um, the door has like a uh, comedy and tragedy masks on it, but also a bunch <laughs> of other masks, like every mask imaginable, but the same format of the comedy and tragedy mask representing every emotion <laughs> is on that door and they turn it together <laughs> and it makes a Taco Bell bell chime when they, instead of clicking. Yeah. <laughs> And then everything fades to white. <laughs> perfect. The perfect Harold. I was the perfect Harold. I really was. <laughs> it was. Like an hour long Harold. I think we did that last week too. Oh, so great. <laughs> it was. It was the same boy the whole time in all the yeah. scenes. The scene. The boy was all the characters. Just. Basically, different time. <laughs> yeah. It really was. Uh, that's so great. Well, um, yeah, kudos, Chris, that, that for all the, the scene work, all the games, uh, the banter, <laughs> just everything. Uh, good, good. Uh, <laughs> I like that you called out in the in the in the scenes that it was just like, my, especially my energy was very monotonous, low energy. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stick with it. I could try to wrap it up, but I'm just gonna play this nice and slow. Wait, I don't remember that. What did I do? It was just like one of the first. It was the 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 guy who reacts to emotion oh. with. Uh, the synesthesia. I very much yeah. felt like it was uh, like a. It, it happens sometimes subconsciously. I I see it a lot in scenes where it'll it'll be trying to say something about the the world, but it, it ends up being a little meta on the the way the show is going. I always like yeah. when that happens. <laughs> it's like yeah. oh yeah, I know. I see how your where your headspace is at right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a good move. Cause <laughs> there was one really weird moment where I realized after the fact what was going on. It's like when I was like, oh, that's disgusting. When I say, I was like, it needs more sauce or something. And you're like, that's yes. disgusting. Yes. Was that because of the sound you were hearing? No. <laughs> no I, I was like, I was like, this is boring. It needs more sauce, if you know yeah. what I mean. And I, I have a, right now I have um, a clamp on my desk that I use to hold my headset. And my my headphones, I should say. And um, I for I was for some reason at the beginning of that scene, I was going like this with it with my palm, like just hitting it, and it sounded gross. Oh. <laughs> like you were jacking. And then I was like, yeah. And then I was like, this needs more sauce. This is boring. And then you were like, that's disgusting. And I was like, oh my god, I was doing this thing with the clamp. 
<laughs> when you said sauce, I almost went there, but I was like, that's a little too low, low brow. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. The only thread there was like the the XFL being like, you know, it's like a spiced up NFL, but it could have right. been anything. It could have been anything, but then it ended up being about the guy. <laughs> And I didn't realize I had the clamp in my hand. I'd already heard your line. I was like, oh, God, I just reflexively was doing this because the sending me. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, yeah. Do you have any, anything to plug? Any uh, upcoming shows? Um, I did get cast in a Peter Pan production in VR. Yeah, when is and that? That's on December 19th. Wow. Um, which is Saturday. And we start rehearsal next Monday, not tomorrow i think there hasn't been a lot of communication so far and so i think i'm probably going to miss all the monday jams through mid-december late december damn perhaps that'll be fun how how yeah uh i'll dive into this for a minute uh how was the auditions because i know we talked about it but did you have to memorize lines or what was it more improvised no, like in Altspace, you can bring up a browser, and people were doing that to pull up lines, but I was like, what am, who am I kidding? Like, this is not productive for me, and it takes yeah. time to pull them up. I tried to pull up lines, too, and, like, the browser is not reliable enough in there to do it for well, and so I was like, I don't know why I'm even considering reading. Just give me a scenario, because that was the other option. He's like, you can improvise, too. I was like, then let's just do it. And so he gave me scenarios. I thought he was going to give us scenarios that were, like, unexpected. I like it when directors do that, when they're like, you're Captain Hook but he's trying to register to vote or something, right? <laughs> but instead it was like, oh, Peter Pan's here. He's trying to rescue Tinkerbell. I'm like, okay, then I'll just improvise the thing from the actual play, I guess. <laughs> I did that for and Hook. So I did that Captain. for Smee. Yeah, and you're Smee, Smee, Smee? Smee, Smee. Right. Yeah, I got cast as him. Um, I also did a Peter Pan audition while I was there. Just like, why not? I mean, just to fill up time. And he asked us to, he's like, you're teaching Wendy how to fly. And so I just gave her the instructions for how you would actually fly in alt space, like for real. <laughs> That's great. And they, everybody loved that. They're like, this is great. And now I know how to fly for real. <laughs> so will everyone have, will their characters have costumes that are approximating Peter Pan? Yeah, or is I it imagine I imagine that's going to happen, yeah. yeah, because you can change your avatar easily. I'll probably have, like, a beanie on or something. <laughs> well, I look forward to that. Make sure you link that in the Discord, because that'll be cool for everyone to check out. <laughs> um, yeah. Great. Awesome. Well, cool. uh, make sure to vote if you're listening, and it's not past yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> Hopefully you already voted everyone. Uh, and hopefully uh, there's a world beyond Tuesday where we will watch Peter Pan and <laughs> we won't be hiding in our homes and <laughs> terrorized by marauding gangs of Peter Pan uh, lost children. You, know, you thought I was going to yeah. go real life there, but I went, <laughs> I went in the opposite. Anywho, um, that's it. Thanks for playing, Chris. Thanks for sticking around. And, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, that's it for this week. Bye, everyone. <laughs> 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 <laughs>